When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Welcome back to uh, TMA. Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Plowhawk, Action Jackson with the Kent Strode out analyzing fourth quarter projections for Hubbard. I think he's looking at the Seattle market right now. I think he's – they're looking into the fountain market if they could add another I looked at the fountain briefly while I was over there. The fountain looks like there's a there's a tsunami. I mean, there's – the waters are choppy mm-hmm. in the fountain. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's beautiful, but can it be worth the hassle and the expense? Yeah. The, uh, the rapids are, I mean, I did whitewater rafting in Idaho, and I feel like that's more rapid than I've ever seen. It's on full blast. The, the fountain, the so you saw it. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe what I saw. Apparently the three settings. So three I, uh, settings. during the uh, commercial break, I uh, ran into the great Kerry Davis, Doug, and uh, he won a Super Bowl, like we all have. Yeah. And or could have if we wanted to. Yeah, I think I feel like I feel like I could have quarterbacked at least one team to a Super Bowl if I could have seen over the offensive line and, and made the freshman team at St. Louis U High. And uh, and I said, What's the topic today? Essentially I ask them every day when I'm walking into the studio, I said, Weren't what weren't they happy about today? Because you know what? They're not happy. Not and by usually, they I mean no. the audience. Yeah. And uh, and he goes, Man, I'm arguing with Randy and Rock about this Mizzou start time at 11 o'clock. And I'm going, oh, this is going to be interesting because I might have to argue with Kerry Davis. And I think if you line me up against Kerry Davis, most people are going to take me. Yeah. In a physical confrontation, Thank you. for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you know, did he catch a pass in a Super Bowl? Did he lead block? Did it's he pass rated. protect for Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah. Sure. But I can hit a hybrid. Yeah, probably better than him. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know that for sure, but there's a chance you could. Thank you very much. And uh, he said, Rock and Randy, you're talking about how great it is that they're at 11 o'clock. And I go, they're right. And he said, but they don't get it that outside of people who went to Mizzou, nobody really cares about Mizzou. <laughs> and, I go, mm. and he goes, and I went to Illinois, and oh. I know nobody really cares about Illinois. Yeah. And he goes, I'm trying to get it through their heads. And I go, boy, I got to tell you something. I agree with everything you're saying. And uh, and the reality is that, you know, as he said, when he came in here, he made one appearance on this program. And he said, the only way to get in a spot where they put you in the primetime spots is you got to win. You got to win. So Jackson and I were recording QFTA yesterday, right when that news came out, and Doug, it was a kick to the balls. Was it really? Oh, ahead? it was brutal. Uh, How's your scrotal sack today? It's fine, but I fondle, I, fondle, I fondle myself a lot. Too. Oh, I go, oh, I'm just massaging, but I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, and and so I actually talked with some people at the university 
yesterday I have a better understanding, not because I'm like, hey, what's the deal? I, yeah. I, I, don't, I wouldn't understand because really what I thought they would do is they would exercise the six-day window and see if Kentucky beat Florida, see if Georgia beat Auburn, which certainly is likely. Kentucky is a three-point favorite. Or, yeah, three-point favorite. LSU is a three-point favorite at Ole Miss. Missouri is a ten-and-a-half-point favorite, at, maybe up to 13 now. Hell, they're a big favorite on the road against Vanderbilt. Alabama's at Mississippi State and A&M's at Arkansas. So a lot of things could change for these opponents sure. that are the following Saturday. And what I had always been told, and I bet a lot of people who are listening to this think this as well, that the way that it works is CBS picks first for the 2.30 game, then ESPN, Disney, picks second for the 6 o'clock game, and then they also pick the 11 o'clock game. And as it turns out, I was told that's a Tiger Board slash Power Mizzou myth. That's not the way I know. Because so I kind of read fault? that, and I uh, no, it's definitely the colonel. Colonel, if the colonel were scheduling, everything would be at eleven o'clock, oh. minus the LSU game, just because he gets back from Rome in the Ryder Cup, uh, like at seven o'clock that night, and he's going to be jet lagged, then has to drive to Columbia, and now he's going to have to get up super early. I bet oh. the colonel's trip to Italy has just been destroyed, probably, or he just doesn't know or care. But either way. So what I was told was it's it's not that simple. Certainly, the best game can wind up on CBS more often than not, no question about it. But what they try to do is if you played at night the week before, they try to get you earlier in the day. And if you played at the day in the day the week before, then they try to that's what they try to do. And then sometimes other conferences have things to do with it because for example, because one of the things that some of the hashtag olds have been saying about this 11 o'clock kickoff is, well, the 11 o'clock kickoff is actually a glamorous spot because more eyeballs are on it. And as Kerry was just saying to me, he goes, there won't be. Texas is playing Oklahoma at the same time. <laughs> I go, yep, you're exactly right. And then he goes, and then this thing about Ohio State and Michigan playing at 11 o'clock, I go, that's the Big Ten's TV contract with Fox. That's not because it's a good time. That's when Fox put the games why? Because the bigger games in the SEC were at 2.30 on CBS and 6 o'clock on ESPN. So their chance to counter the SEC was going to 11 o'clock. You can look it up if you would like. That's the reason why. It's not because Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and whomever else in the Big Ten were going, ooh, we want to play at 11 o'clock, and for most of them, if they're on the East Coast, noon. Uh, so the 11 o'clock start thing from my standpoint, is incredibly unfortunate. My reasoning is, uh, for the program, if you can have a later start time for a, a state that has two major metropolitan areas on either side of it, plus some cities and counties that are you know a couple hours away from Columbia, it allows people to get down there and have a full-day experience. It's not about my best interest. 11 o'clock is probably what's best for me and my family. But I'm looking at it from a program standpoint. The last time Missouri hosted a night game that wasn't on the Friday after Thanksgiving against a big-time opponent uh, when Missouri was still in the mix was 2010 against Oklahoma. And they won it. They had game day there. It was later in the season. And I would make the case that what you do a couple of years out lays the groundwork, the foundation for what can wind up happening with those recruiting classes. And I would point to 2013 uh, as a byproduct and part of that night, that full day in Columbia. So I'm looking at it from a program standpoint. 
and it's unfortunate. But at the same time, here's the thing. Oh. I understand it. Yeah. If I'm CBS, if I'm ESPN, the reality at this point is Alabama is going to bring more eyeballs and Georgia is going to bring more eyeballs. And if it isn't like a draft of what the best games are, you go, well, we're going to put Alabama at 2.30, we're going to put Georgia at 6, and we're not going to put Alabama at 11, we're not going to put Georgia at 11. Why? Because we got an undefeated Texas team and a likely undefeated Oklahoma team playing the final Red River shootout when they're in the Big 12. So we're, we're going to counter it with a weaker matchup. And in our minds, Missouri, as much as some Missouri fans may feel otherwise, is one of the least recognizable brands in the SEC. So we're not going to waste Alabama or Georgia at 11 o'clock going up against Texas and Oklahoma. So I don't like it. I understand it. I was hoping they would exercise their six-day window. They didn't. And so now the biggest game on the schedule is relegated to 11 o'clock, and some Missouri fans will try to rationalize it as if it's good for the program, but I would disagree with that. And there is what I have to say about oh, that, okay. and I think my whole taste good. Oh, I didn't like that last sentence. I didn't know how to wrap it up. Oh. I didn't know how to wrap it up. Well, I understand the big-picture ramifications for the program, but for me personally, I'm fine with 11. By Saturday, you know, I get up about 8.30, 9 o'clock. I have breakfast. I, you know... Piddle around a little bit. Piddles. Yeah. Maybe do a chore, not too much. And then by 11, I can sit down and watch football for two and a half, three, three and a half hours or so. And then still have all Saturday night left. And that makes sense, Doug. Yeah, that doesn't help the program any, but it Right, and also people going, like... We'll work it out logistically. That's a you're leaving at six, seven a.m. If you want to have an hour to the tailgate and enjoy yourself, I don't know that you'd have to leave that early. You could leave it, you could leave at eight thirty and be there by. Right, but what if you 10, want to tailgate? 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, yeah, but then you can't tailgate. Can't tailgate. Well, I don't. I don't need to be drinking at ten thirty in the morning. Well, a lot of people do view it that way, you know. It's and that's the, the thing. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to be drinking. I, I would either, you know, be returning to a one year old and six year old, or have a six year old with me. It's a, so I'm. It's not. I'm not viewing it through what is best for for me. I know what college football is a big part of, or tailgating is a big part of college football, and that. That kills it. And I know that the older people uh, the, go, well, what does it matter? And if you're a true son, you get down there. And that's fine. You can say that stuff all day long and, and, and you know, jerk each other off with it. But the reality is, for casual fans, if it is a 7 o'clock or 2.30 start, 6 o'clock start, you, it becomes a day. And you go, oh, I, I don't know what the hell offsides is. I don't know what a false start is, but I want to be down there. Um, or I don't care about Missouri football, but... Man, LSU is a national brand. They won the national championship with one of the greatest teams in college football history with Burrow, Chase, and Jefferson. And they might not be there now, but they got Brian Kelly, and they're possibly a one-loss team. They may be in the top ten if they win at Oxford this weekend. But the reality is this is Missouri's place, and the only way to change your place is to win. So here is another opportunity. Uh, Take care of uh, what should be uh, a win on Saturday against Vanderbilt, and... See what you can do against LSU. The whole thing about sleepwalking at 11 o'clock, which some fans, and I understand that. I'm not saying I don't, but the actual data shows that uh, if you have a home team that's an underdog, the night games uh, have more upsets than the 11 o'clock games do. And I think that's just because of the atmosphere. So, hey, you know, you still got to play the game. I, I wasn't, I don't, I'm not looking at it through, oh, they could win or they could lose because of the time. I'm looking at it from an event, and that program needs an event. The last time they had a huge game where they were in the mix for something, um, 
and it was Georgia in 2014, and that was an 11 o'clock kickoff. That was brutal. But you know what? They did it to themselves by losing to Indiana that year. And uh, the la- Missouri has been uh, has had a home game at 2.30 Saturday kickoff one time since joining the SEC. And that was against Alabama, and they got absolutely massacred in 2012. I think Eddie Lacy ran for uh, 700 yards, and that was only broken by Trey Mason when he ran for 1,400 mm. yards yeah. in the Couple first thousand. half. Was that the, the, the weather was so bad? Was that a, a it near was a, it, tornado it, I when believe they played so. Alabama? Yeah. 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 yeah, this, I mean, I mean, I'm going straight from the hit and giggle right up to Columbia, like immediately. Yeah, that'd that's, be the way to do it. That's, but it's unfortunate, you know. If it was a 6 o'clock game, I could leave at 10 a.m., get there at noon, hang out all day, get a little lubricated. Well, you have you can do all that Friday night, can't you? Yeah, but then you got to wake up early, and the, the atmosphere as someone who was around for many 11 a.m. tailgates, it's just not the same as a 2.30 or especially a 6 o'clock game. The energy in Columbia is so much better when the game is just a little bit later. Yeah. And they just can't get him. I mean, but but again, has Missouri been any good since 2014? I mean, truly any, like truly any yeah. good. I'm going to talk about like Missouri booster. Hey, we're going to a bowl standards of good. That's what we do around here. I'm talking about national standards. And the answer is really no. 2015 since has been either either bad or at best mediocre. So you know, how do you handle that? Well, you reconcile by winning, as the great Kim English said. So win and then take care of business the thing is going forward no matter what unless the only one i could think i guess it could be either one of two florida or tennessee i just don't know florida tennessee you're going to be in the mix i I suppose they could be both of them have one loss right now tennessee lost at florida florida lost at utah in november to have a huge game but this was optimal no cardinals game obviously chiefs are going to be on the road so it takes care of both markets and uh, it can become a whole thing, and a bunch of people would go, hey, man, this is a pretty d- damn good time. I'll come back down for homecoming and against South Carolina. Uh, oh, crap, they're at home against Tennessee in three weeks? You know, it, it just it, it helps build it. Uh, Alan Dadeville's a big Georgia fan, and he says, mm-hmm. I agree with the recruiting aspect of it. UGA hosted Notre Dame in 2019 at home under the lights, and that night is still pointed to as a major recruiting night for the program. Jalen Carter, Doug, do you say Keely Ringo? I don't I don't usually even bring him up. Carson Beck, Broad Jones, and Darnell Washington were all there on official visits and shut down their recruiting shortly after. Night games matter. That's Al in Dadeville. But he wouldn't know because George has been struggling as yeah, of late. Right. You know, so win a Al game in Dadeville, you know, talk, <laughs> talk to us after you handle Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like if you're a 17, 18-year-old kid and you're watching a night game where the team upsets and you see the crowd going crazy that's a big impact right so i point to 2010 against oklahoma as an example i'll also point to this uh as an exhibit you know i like to back things up with facts when i pop off uh hours after oklahoma had to pencil in two more 11 a.m football kickoffs for its coming season athletic director joe castiglione spoke about his frustration with the situation and the financial ramifications for the program. Despite having 23 total morning kickoffs since the 2016 season, the Sooners matchup against Tulane on September 4th and former storied rival Nebraska on September 18th will also be at 11 a.m. I am reading from an article in 2021. Quote, we are just concerned with the disproportionate number of home games that have occurred 
At 11, Joe Castiglione told reporters at the OU Regents meeting in Oklahoma City on Thursday, we've had two seasons in recent times where half of our games we had on our home schedule kick off at 11. For a university that depends greatly on fans who travel if not beyond, uh, from all over the country, if not beyond the continental United States to come to games, but especially those driving in from areas around the state, that just changes the experience. Once in a while, it's fine. Everybody adjusts and embraces it. But when it starts happening so many times, it's not something we were ever considering would occur. Let's be honest, Oklahoma's been really, really good over the last five or six years, and the games we're in draw a lot of viewers. Stiglione said he fought hard for the Nebraska game to receive a primetime slot, but now aims to, quote, make the best of it since it's scheduled. So, um, you know, if one would like to make the case that the 11 a.m., uh, start is better for the program. They're welcome to do that. If that's the case, I don't know why Joe Castiglione was fighting against it. Um, and I realize people may just see it through their own personal lens, and I totally understand that and respect it. Like I said, for myself, I think it's probably better if we were going to go to the game. Don't have to get a babysitter for uh, my older son, and uh, I get up at 5, 5.30 anyway. But uh, for the fan experience, 11 a.m. is just not the same. And it's unfortunate, but I, at the same time, I can't blame them. It's business. you got Texas, Oklahoma at 11 o'clock. You don't want to waste Alabama or Georgia at 11 o'clock, especially when they're playing, you know, Kentucky might be a good team in the same category as Missouri, certainly not a national football brand. And Texas A&M is a bigger brand. And, you know, you have the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban thing, even though it's, you know, a little dated at this point. And Texas A&M got ran by Miami earlier this year. So I understand it from a business standpoint. As a Missouri guy, I don't like it, but I understand it. And uh, my whole taste good. Oh, yeah, God, I don't know what I got to the go to wrap I gotta up, come line. up with something to lay on the plane better. Yeah. Well, you just got to win and you got to do it consistently. And you got to do it over a period of few years. Reconcile by Winning. Oh, yeah. And I mean, dancing on your recruits. There, be, there have been programs that won big and were in the national title picture. I'm thinking Cincinnati and I think Louisville one year. But if you don't do it over the long haul, people forget about you real quick. So you got to put it together yeah. for years before you have that brand awareness, that brand popularity that the network is going to want to give better times to. Have you ever seen this, poll? This is... According to a Gallup poll, the chance for man-on-man love is 75% higher during an 11 o'clock kickoff. Conversely, lesbianism is 75% more likely for a night game. That's from Stephen Wildwood. I have not I don't, seen I don't, that. No, I Those numbers match what I've seen. So you haven't seen any numbers on that? The data just came out like a week or two ago. I don't know. I think Gabe had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was peer-reviewed. I don't I just don't know about that. 2010, Mizzou, Oklahoma, under the lights. Just a buzz around Columbia all day. It just exposed uh, when McGaffey returned that opening kick. Place went bananas. 11 o'clock start. A quarter of them aren't even in the stands yet to see it. That's from Larry Thornton and Doug. As you know, I'm a Larry Thornton lad. That's a big yeah. thing, too, man. At 11 a.m., right when that game kicks off, it's seldom full. Like, it eventually gets there, like, midway through the first quarter. It fills all the way up, but... It's tough to get, like, you're going to be in line at 10.30 a.m. It's just weird. It's weird to get up that early and then start watching football and drinking. It's weird. Being from St. Louis and going to a non-Mizzou SEC school, you learn quickly about everyone else's perception about Mizzou. A loser cringe school that wants so badly to get a hint of acceptance from a conference they don't fit into culturally. Hey. (laughs) That's from Jenny Tilly. 
Hmm. Well, I'm not sure that we do fit in culturally, but I always thought the Big Ten would be uh, a better Actually, fit. I think over the last 20 years, we've been really good as far as fitting in culturally. Wasn't that way necessarily in the 90s, but away we go. Uh, Steve is 100% correct about that Gallup poll, and it's delicious. He That's the total package. I'd not. like to get a link to that. Jack, can you send me a link to sure, that? Sure, yeah. No, I got you. Um, there was a symposium two, three weeks ago, right after SEC Media Days, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so we got Saban's opinion on that. Uh, while you're looking for that Gallup poll, Doug, uh, it got a little heated uh, yesterday uh, between our favorite uh, New York City sportscaster, not named Mike Francesa. Oh. Is it Joe Benino? Yeah. And Tiki Barber, <laughs> who, uh, of course, is had he a... He's still taking heat over there? <laughs> he goes on New York radio, and now he's hosting a show on Afternoon Drive. Uh, and, uh, you know, he played, of course, for the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Joe Benino. Is it Benino? Benino, I'm pretty confident Benino, uh, is a huge Jets fan. Uh, he was the one who, after Aaron Rodgers' injury, said he still feels great about everything. <laughs> Unfortunately, he doesn't feel as great two weeks later, now having seen Zach Wilson, who even Joe Namath emerged from the golf course yeah. in Jupiter. Took to a say, shot at him. Yeah, Joe Namath. Uh, so uh, this is uh, Joe Benino and Tiki Barber. Tiki finally had enough. Zach Wilson could process. <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm not. That, it's, that's it's the, the you know, you hit it on the head. That's the difference. It's a, the it's, Niners dumped the number one draft choice after a year and a half or two years because they knew he couldn't play. Bingo. And my team continues to trot out this They knew that you hate the Jets. You would love to see the Jets go two and fifteen. Stop it. I love You're a giant. If this was the situation with the Giants, you You'd be screaming to get Wilson the hell out of there. First of all, so I never don't scream. give me this nonsense. First of all, all right, I never take... scream because I watch and I analyze. And okay, I, well you and can I, analyze and I, and all I, you want, but maybe, try to maybe find you, reasons look, you look. Why things all are I know happening. is this: yesterday you were in Washington with the Commanders and the Bills. Okay, were you not? I was. Okay, so don't give me this nonsense how you're analyzing Zach Wilson. Well, okay, I don't want to hear it. All right. It's BS. All right, Joe. He Sounds stinks. good. I'm turning my mic off, buddy. Here, he stinks. No, no, but here's what I know that frustrates me related to a point you just made. Mike White has thrown for 300 yards. Uh, Doug, uh, he uh, left the program right there. Yeah, I might have too if I was he him. He didn't even let him talk. Like, How do you like that, that guy just screaming at you screaming for over you every See, I, th- I think it's one thing if you just got a take Smith. But mm-hmm. where I think Tiki got pissed, and I could be wrong here, is he essentially said you didn't watch the game because you were on the call of the Bills and Commanders in mm-hmm. D.C. And so I think I could be off. I think because is he saying you you, you know you're, you're saying that you actually analyzed this, but the reality is you didn't watch the game. Now of course what Joe Benino may have been ignoring is you can watch games after they're played live. Huh? I, I'm telling you that can happen. And uh, and so that, that I think that's what pissed Tiki Barber off there, outside of just having the guy yelling at him and considering he was, you know. That obnoxious New York accent, no less. Commanders. I like that, commanders. But, Tiki, are you coming back to football because you miss it, or are you coming back to football because you just had a big failure in broadcasting? Yes, I'd find another station if I was Tiki needs to come to St. Louis. We won't yell at him here. For real, We'll be cordial. What did he do to deserve that? <laughs> He's a great running back. There's a real thing there for uh, for Jets and Giants fans. I don't know what's more intense, the Yankees-Mets or the Jets and Giants. I would assume Yankees-Mets. I would agree. Because, 
the Yankees have at least had their run. Yeah, I'd say Mets fans are so Jets tortured. Have, the Jets. Yeah, them too, though. But well, the, yeah, the Jets fans are tortured, but they really haven't. I don't know. I guess they've been in AFC championships, but but I've just never looked at the Jets going, man, the Jets, this could be their year. I've never really understood how you could have hatred for somebody else simply because he roots for another sports team. <laughs> well, that's I, because you I have really don't get it. A, I mean, a family and a career. <laughs> people live where they live. They grow up with certain teams. They cheer for that team. Okay, you don't, you don't get that. Who cares who you cheer for? You're going to scream at people because they root for a different team than you? I mean, I really don't get it. <laughs> Turn your mic on. You turned it off, yeah. Hello? Has anybody seen my nurse? Is Iggy talking? I can't check, hear. Yeah, check, he hit check. The, he hit the I didn't know. Button. My box is way over there. I didn't touch it. Nice box. Um, there's people in this city that are still but, so butthurt that the Rams left that they bitch at people who now root for Kansas City. <laughs> Oh, man, you're a fair-weather friend. Our team leaves. You're going to go root for them, idiot. What do you care what they root for? Yeah, root for whoever you want to root for. Why would that get me upset in any way, shape, or form? What what do I care who you root for? I can think it's lame, but I'm not going to yell at you. I think it's not lame. I think it's weird. Yeah, I think it's lame, but I'm not going to yell at somebody because they're, like, wearing a... But I think... I don't know where I said this. I have no idea, Doug. Too many shows. But, uh... (laughs) But... Uh, I was saying this because uh, my son actually asked me this. These astute conversations on the long rides to the rink. And he goes, but Dad, why don't you like the Chiefs? And I said, it's a long thing, and it's, you're probably too young to understand it, but their their owner was on the L.A. And I, I started breaking it down like I was doing the show. <laughs> and it's 6 a.m. as we're driving to Maryland Heights because all of his friends, not all of them, but a lot of them love the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, they weren't even alive when the Rams were here, and on top of it, even if they were, they were like, you know, four or five before they could even know what an NFL team was. You have the most exciting player, and, you know, they, now, they win. And, and, and they win. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, we're, all, we're damn near equidistant to Indianapolis and Chicago. I also think it's the Missouri thing, which is whatever. And they're on TV I every weekend here. never. I cheered for the Chiefs this Sunday because I had the over. That's why I cheered for the Chiefs. But I'll never do it. And I have my reasons. But if people want to do it, I couldn't care any less. But I also know this. I was covering that situation, you know, as intensely as I think anybody in St. Louis. And I was hyper aware of what was going on. And I get why the Blues had the the little deal with Mahomes and Kelsey showing up. And I get why the Chiefs had the Blues wear the helmets, the Chiefs helmets. It's marketing. It's business. I get it. You know, the, the Rams were going to move whether Clark Hunt voted for them to move or not. But, you know, I, I see what was going on, and I understand it. It You know, I, if anything, it's just, uh, you know, it's, just, it's, it's business, it, just like Steamer leaving. Um, so I get it, but I'm not going to cheer for that team. Just like I'm sure as hell I'm not going to cheer for the Rams if other people want to do it. It doesn't affect my life in any way. I'm not a passionate Chiefs fan by any stretch, but I guess I just assume see them win as anybody else. I I, I, like I said, they're on every every Sunday. We get their games now as part of their area coverage, and they've they've got some interesting players. And you know, I'm I'm a huge Swifty, so yeah, now you that are. Yeah, now that she's connected with Kelsey, yeah, that's even more reason to to root for them. You are a huge Swifty. Yeah, I don't root for anybody. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even root for the Rams when they're here. Nice. I just why like, not? I just like football. <laughs> I, I, why not the Rams? Who cares? Well, they were our team. Well, they sucked for so many years. They also won a Super Bowl. Well, I went I, to another one. I was rooting for him. I wasn't cheering for him. Yeah, just, 
It doesn't affect me one way or another. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I hope they win, but if they don't, I don't care. Um, just like the Cardinals, yeah, I want them to win a World Series. If they don't win, I don't care. You think I'm upset because they have a terrible team this year? No, I don't really care. Um, but I don't root against them. But I'm just a guy who likes players and watches football. I love Pat Mahomes. I like Kelsey. Uh, I love watching them play. I like you a watch- Swifty? Uh, no. Uh, I love watching the Bills play. I love Josh Allen. I love Diggs. I like- they're a fun team to watch. So I-, I just watch teams that are fun to watch. You know, did I watch the Giants play and then watch Dallas play the Cardinals? Hell no. But I-, I look for teams that have dynamic players that are fun to watch. So I'm not really a rooting fan of any football team, but I just enjoy football. Okay. I'm a Caleb Williams fan. I root for USC to win every week. You so. seem to see a lot of USC football. They're on every night, every every Saturday. Like every night they play. Like every 9.30, every Saturday. USC all day. HD2. <laughs> well, well, they seem to play at night, so you always see that Fox game at 9.30 at night. I'm about done with football by 9.30 at night. Yeah, we get it, Ken. You don't care about rooting for teams. You only care about what's posted about you on that Tool fan page. Doug, it's Dewey Oxberger. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, do you even think before you text this in? I don't do we know. call it? Oh, let me see. Just, I'm gonna, how can I do this? Uh, yeah, we get it. He likes football. I, have that fan, I can tie the fan page into it. Idiotic. Oh. Well, we were talking about rooting and fans yeah, in Missouri were. rooting for Kansas City. Yeah. and. Most of it is they they got to have a team. I mean, a lot of them like to go to bars on Sundays. And, you know, there's a Bears bar. There's a Packers bar. There's a bar for every team in the NFL somewhere. It's fake fandom, though. Like, if Mahomes goes out and the Chiefs go 4-13 and 13 in the next year or two, those fans dissolve. They they absolutely disappear. But they do the same that for every team they, that goes bad. The Cardinals aren't drawing well now either. That's not being a fan, Doug. Just not. If you don't show up when they're having a bad no, year, you're not a fan? No, if you just decide to root for another team after your te- other team that you're rooting for goes bad. But if people the Chiefs love... go 4-13 that couple years, and boom, they're Seahawks fans. And it's just this fake fandom. It's the most annoying thing but about But you find sports. a team you want to root for because you want to go out on Sundays, go to a bar with your friends, cheer, drink beer. I mean, it may be fake, but you're looking for somebody and go meet with a bunch of other people that have the same interest in a team and... And have fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. People love NFL football. If they have a rooting interest, it makes it a lot more entertaining. And people tend to root for teams that are doing well. It's hard to be a fan of any team that's horrible, much less a team that's not even in your city that's horrible. Yeah, and then you go to the bar and you make fun of them all day and boo them. Yeah, well, I don't do a lot of booing. but Yeah, I don't have a problem with Chiefs fans either. Like who you like, and that's how I feel. Or is it? Whoa. Meta. Yeah. Also, I've never seen a guy talk more about Caleb Williams either. Does Ken have a piece <laughs> of his NIL or something? It's from Dewey Oxberger. He's back, but he won't call in. Call in Dewey, 636-9004-TMA. Well, it's kind of like the way you're enthralled with me. Mm. All you do is talk about me. There's four other people in this show yeah. that you always talk about me. Mm. So why are you enamored with me? Uh, do we have a chance to answer that question by calling in at 636-9004-TMA? Plowhawk just rubbed his eye. What's the matter, Plowsy? Oh, nothing. I'm just tired, man. You still have Not computer sleep? problems over no, there? No, I just, yeah, a little bit of computer issue. But we're trying to get the replay one segment to be able to safely play so me and Doug can do our sound story at 1030. And oh, we don't yeah. have to go to another booth. 
And you've been through all your snacks, so nothing. Oh, not having a good seal. What do you got over there? Oh, the honey bun? got a little apple Danish. Oh, apple Danish. Yeah, yeah. I haven't decided nine o'clock hour at the end of the eight o'clock hour. Don't want to dip yeah. into that, you know. I don't mind not having a team. It used to really bother me after the Rams left. Having fantasy slash daily fantasy fills the void. If we didn't have that, I don't know how much I'd watch. Thanks. That's from the Table Rock Lake Monster. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. I really miss having a team. I big time miss it. I think. Uh, Unfortunately, whether it's right or wrong, if you think of major metropolitan areas in the United States, you probably can't think of one uh, that doesn't have an NFL team. I think it's a subconscious, subliminal, passive, whatever adjective you want to describe uh, it on the, on the commentary on the direction of the region. And... Uh, the reality is, I think, that if you are a growing metropolitan area in the United States, you likely have one of, if not both, the NFL or NBA. Now, that's, I, I would be, you know, that the text inbox on 101 ESPN would be, you know, everybody would be having coronaries, but those are the younger uh, sports, and, you know, I know people in St. Louis don't want to hear it, but... You know, it's just, it, it's, it, when I went to the Dome on Saturday, I was thrilled to be there because I was there with my son and watching my alma mater play, but my God, I thought it was sad. I love the atmosphere. It's got nothing to do with the, the atmosphere. The atmosphere is loud, but it was like, this is, this is what we got. This is what we got. <laughs> and, yeah. and you're driving through that area to get there. And I lived there for 2009 through 2012, worked there 2000 through 2005. And you just see which direction it's going. I don't know who in the region you point to as being a leader, whether they be politically or professionally or in some kind of civic progress mode to help restore it. And uh, that's the part that bothers me more so, to think that that was a building that housed one of the most exciting offenses in the history of the league that we saw Ricky Prolk. I, I looked down to that end zone where he caught that ball. And uh, to know it's not going to happen again, uh, I look at it as more of a commentary on the region, and that's the part that bothers me. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Right, we keep electing the same people, so it's, it's not going to get any better. Uh, let's see what we got. Boy, there's a lot of Caleb Williams texts. What's the deal with Caleb Williams? Dougie, you won the Heisman. Yeah. He could win it again. Iggy's favorite player. I like watching him play. Uh, I mean, he's putting up these stats by playing a half of football. I mean, I think he's averaging five touchdowns a game and 350 yards passing. He only plays a half. Hmm. I'd like to see what he's going to do this week against that Colorado defense. What's the number on that? You know, 24. And it's in Boulder? Mm. It's, it's in Boulder, yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. it on Power Missoula. Ryan Wingo has rescheduled his visit. He is not going to the game now. Oh, yeah. I bet that Oregon game killed him. No. That killed him. All that, yeah. So it's, it's between Mizzou and Texas? Texas it? seems like the obvious choice. Gabe moved his... Uh, his magic ball over the Texas, I think, a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago. Yeah, I was totally off, too. I said uh, this Colorado-USC game would be the biggest over-under line since Missoula-Oklahoma. I thought it would be like 82. I think it's like 74. Well, they lost the best, one of the best athletes in college football, you know. Yeah. That, 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 now, would that have made up the difference against Oregon? Probably not. I mean, not, probably not. It wouldn't have. But that sucks, especially when it was, a, yeah. you know, such a cheap shot that led to it. Uh, let's see. I go out to the bar to find the girl with the football jersey on. Obviously, she knows nothing about football, and I show her what a field goal is with her legs in the air. Okay. Some big pick energy. No. The total in that USC-Colorado game is 73 and a half. 
Yeah, I said 74. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't trying to correct you. Damn, just, bro. I, just, I didn't hear everything. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I had said, the one I saw said 74, so it's okay. about there. It didn't go up. I was, you know, thinking maybe later in the week if they start betting a lot on the overland, it'll go up. But it's sure as hell going to get to 82, which I thought it would be. Is that the record? I think Mizzou, Oklahoma was 83 and a half, I think. That big 12 championship game in 08? Yeah, but that started out. I think that started out at 74 and went up to 83. What was the final on that? I know we talked about this last week. 62 to something, 62 to 20. So it didn't cover? It went under? I don't know if it went over or not, but it was like 62 something to 20 something. So it was close. But that's the highest over under I think there's ever been in college football. We root for teams who have cute coaches or players, right? That's from the Lipstick Last. Doug, we know she's a girl. It isn't. It just is not. Who do you think is the cutest coach in the NFL? Hmm, Not bad. Sean McVay? Yeah, probably McVay. My favorite was always Weeb Eubank. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Shanahan. You think? That's a good play. I like that Mike McDaniel. Just everything about him. His whole personality. Yeah, but... He had, to, he had to tell his team to not break the NFL scoring record on Sunday. Yeah, yeah Jackson, he's one of those, oh, I love your personality. You know, you have a yeah. great personality. Green Bay's coach is pretty cute. Matt LaFleur. Oh, Matt LaFleur. Are we really great. doing this? <laughs> Doug. Who's the Time cutest in. NFL coach? Yeah. It's something that Jackson planned on doing on <sighs> Balloon Party, but I guess we're going to do it here. Hoping. Doug's probably going to say Sean Payton. <sighs> I, I don't really have a candidate. Yeah, Matt LaFleur. He's, what about Nick Sirianni? I was wondering why you always read Harrison Brother Master, but he just sends in the same thing until it's yeah. done. That's what's he saying? It's like uh, nothing. Why important. do you only read the okay. text about Iggy? I'm like, that's all the people text him. <laughs> uh, Lipstick Last says it's Matt Lauer, 100. percent Matt Lauer. I don't know. I just read what's in the front. <laughs> Matt, Matt Lauer was on the Today <laughs> Show <laughs> until he blew his 29 million dollar a year salary. Lafleur's kind of creeping on coworkers. Lafleur's kind of got a strategic beard going on. Oh, you know, the, the, you call it the Marmol. Yeah, well, it's yeah. He's certainly the <laughs> Exhibit A. Him and Brian Williams left a bag on the table. Yeah, man. if if you were making 29 million a year, wouldn't you try to avoid locking coworkers in your office? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think about that? Wasn't he married, though? I think he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, just go get a hooker. Doug? Well, just maybe do it outside of work. Life advice with eggs. <laughs> do what you want outside of work. I mean, if you're that horny and you're making $29 million, why would you risk getting caught at work doing something? That's where, my point. And you have a clause in your contract and you're going to lose it. Go get a hooker for is that Is it horny. the hooker clause? Oh, yeah, what is it, the hooker clause? You can use the black card. Well, you won't get caught. Just, just do what you want outside of call work. Call Heidi Fleiss. So you got any connections still? I need. Call Heidi Fleiss. <laughs> you think he had trouble? He needed help from Heidi Fleiss? Well, the problem is with these big-time celebrities is they they think they can get away with things. And then even if you you're, you go out to a bar and meet a girl, there's a good chance that because she knows you made so much money, she's going to make something up and say, oh, he grabbed my boobs when we were at a bar and just yeah. to make things up. And that happens to players, too. So you have to stay away from that. Get a hooker. They're not going to sue you for anything. But maybe maybe some people don't like to do that. <laughs> Because yeah, it is uh, illegal. Bradley, look, I agree. This live does suck. <laughs> this was not the plan, man. I'm with you. We're just doing what we can. <laughs> that wasn't Matt Lauer. <laughs> that was a girl. Well, jerk it. Oh. <sighs> Robert Sala is like almost a 10. Wow. Well, if we're talking kids, NFL coach. Well, I'm not. Put that off and we'll play it at the start of a loon board. I think Robert Sala is right up there. 
Does it seriously does clip that off? Party audience know that you want to start a whole topic around the cutest NFL coaches. Well, I mean, it would have been Cliff Kingsbury by a mile, but he left his post, or was mutually left post. So I think now the title is up for grabs. Snatch grabs. Frankly. Snatch grabs, yeah. So okay. I, I bet the listeners would have some good takes. I always thought for a manly man, I always thought Gruden was a good-looking dude. Oh, brother. <laughs> Doug, it's going on still. We're about five minutes continues. into it. continues. <laughs> oh, what about the guy who was fired for self-pleasure while on the screen during a meeting? Wasn't that Jeffrey Tubin? Yeah. Yeah. Was he ever coached in the unofficial? No. 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 Francesa would have been, but he would have taken right. a pay cut. Yeah. It was Tubin. <sighs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A lot of text about the hottest NFL coaches, Doug. Who would have thought this this is a topic? It's not a good topic. Oh, I think it is. Uh, here's a here's a little exchange uh, from uh, Mad Dog Doug. He is, uh, while the world is captivated by the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship and her being at Arrowhead on Sunday, Mad Dog's not happy about the situation. Oh. A little bit later on, I'm going to lead with college football today. I'm not into Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, so try somebody else for that. I, I can care less. I don't care if uh, uh, I, I I don't care if Taylor Swift's nude in the box. I'm not that interested. I'm sorry. I can care less uh, against the Bears. Uh, that that I can't that I can't buy. Uh, I'm more wrapped up in what the Bears are up to and they stink than I am about that. But anyway, regardless, as we tr- move the program along. Okay. Did you see that video? How they they thought they got uh, Taylor Swift out of the stadium and the popcorn thing. Yeah, a, a giant yeah. popcorn crate oh, on, I didn't see on that. wheels, like a six foot crate where they you know they push a bunch of food carts and everything. This was some six foot tall popcorn crate that had four sides to it, and I guess they well, there's some speculation that they put her in there. I and thought she walked out with Kelsey. Through. I, this was I guess. This is like to the get concourse. her there, maybe to get her there from yeah. the from the from the from suite, her suite to the locker room area. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when Elton John dressed up like a policeman so he could get to the stage at the at the Arch one year? Oh, is that right? Really? Yeah. He was given a concert when they had those concerts at the at the Arch grounds. Yeah, yeah. And he was a huge star, so they put him in a policeman's uniform and he walked with another policeman right to the crowd. How about that? Really smart. Stage. No one thought anything of it. Wow. That could have just been his outfit for the day. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't. But it, it <laughs> well, but, if you got if you got notoriety and you got pull, I mean, yeah. I think uh, Chuck Berry arrived at one of those concerts at the Arch Grounds in a helicopter. Yeah, he said, "You can't bring a helicopter in here." And they said, "That's Chuck Berry. Bring it on in." Isn't it kind of sad and crazy that some of these people can't just walk from point A to point B without just being mobbed by gawkers and people that want to touch them and. Yeah, people have Stalked sad lives, them. man. It's it's really crazy. It's sad. No, they it's... can't go to a restaurant or anything without people just in their face constantly. There are people now talking like the Swifties are talking about. Oh, I bet Travis Kelsey's mom and Taylor's mom are going to be best friends. Look, they kind of did the same career path. It's like yeah. these people 
are psychotic. <laughs> they are. It's a cult. It's weird. Uh-huh. Like it's all weird. Well, they, I have favorite athlete. Out... If I saw Aaron Rodgers, I don't think like I would try to say hi. I don't think I would care. But these people cry when they see him on TV. Yeah. Like it. it... And, and you wouldn't hang outside of a restaurant where he's been spotted no. and just stand there until you can see him and start screaming when he comes out. I mean, the obsession is real, and that that's yeah. that's the mo- one of the more terrifying things. Mm-hmm. I know what he's going through. Because you get the same treatment. Can't go out of my house without people wanting to take a picture. Get a glossy. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Get a glossy for sure. You can't go outside of your house without sitting on a possum. (laughs) Guys, my sources are telling me that Crystal Martin will be arriving at the next TMA Live in an essential oils salesperson's costume. (laughs) Doug, that's glove blogger Tom Traven. He writes about gloves. What are essential oils exactly? And if they're so essential, why don't we all have to put them on every day? (laughs) I feel like I'm being left out of the essential oil equation. Well, talk to Crystal. She'll sell you some. <laughs> but what are they exactly? Just, is that just lotion? I don't know. I how, don't buy them. How essential can they be if we don't need them? I still buy the same stuff I've been buying for years. It's a Hawaiian Tropic after tan. It's just the perfect amount of aloe. So I can use it on my hands and my body after a shower. But is mm. it really essential? Well, if you want to keep your skin moist and not... No, dried out. Well, some people don't have dry skin. Well, then they don't need essential oil. So it isn't oils. so essential. But I, I'm constantly hearing this, and I'm fed up with it. <laughs> essential oils this, essential well, oils that. I've had enough. Well, you should go on with Mad Dog. Just complain about things you don't like. Yeah, I guess. Maybe I'm going to talk about the bears, but uh, I, I don't care about it. I don't care about Taylor Swift. I don't care if she's in a nude box. Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to mention it 19 times in a row and then say I don't care. Yeah. And then last night, watching the Eagles-Buccaneers, you see that? They had the, a shot of the uh, Eagles running back Swift and a shot. Or the, yeah, and their, and Kelsey, who's a lineman. They put him back. They had a Kelsey and a Swift at that game last night, yeah, too. Yeah, DeAndre Swift and Jason They Kelsey. made Joe Buck say that. <laughs> I mean, they're going to break up in three weeks, dude. Like, this is this is what makes it even more funny is oh, she know. just runs through everybody. I mean, her and her fans and her group that's with her, they just... They run through relationships. I mean, this is all purposeful. She has a game plan in mind. She knows how it's going to end. She knows when it's going to end. These things are all choreographed and coordinated. Uh, You know who doesn't know? The crazies who follow her blindly. It's an obsession. Trust me, I I don't care. Like that. That's a. That's a. She's had more boyfriends in a year than I've had girlfriends in a lifetime. And the Swifties, it's everyone else's fault. It's not her fault. Like, man, she is bulletproof. Again, well, maybe, it's it's an absolute, maybe she's found her person. It's well, an absolute She cult. was in a relationship for a long time. She just got out of. And now she's got somebody who doesn't need her for her money. He's got his own level yeah. of who success cares if she wants fame or fortune. Oh, I, I don't care. It's like the people that are flooding my timeline with everything seem to care a little bit too much. And I think that's a huge... And this will be our next number one hit in about four or five months. Some people like a tight end. I don't. Oh, oh they no. are. you would buy that, would you? Song? <laughs> would you buy that? That sounded like it was country music. <laughs> no, she started country. Uh, I guess she's probably the biggest celebrity in the country right now, don't you think? Yep. Probably. Maybe the world? Yeah, there's so many big celebrities that the uh, well, the uh, Super Bowl's got Usher. There's probably a soccer player. What the hell player. is going on with that? There's probably a soccer player, too, Messy. that would be a bigger worldwide celebrity. But as far as musicians, all the all the celebrities and the musicians are so popular now. Why does the Super Bowl get Usher? 
They, they go out and get old, washed-up people to do Super Bowls nowadays. Well, he's not going to want to hear that he's Doug, a friend has up. joined us in the Michelob Ultra Studios. Ours is a type of show where oh, friends feel they can Rafe drop was in at any time. <laughs> I asked Rafe to come in, and we got uh, IT. <laughs> IT. <laughs> I just disregarded the whole thing. <laughs> Doug, I will tell the people about James Carlton at the Carlton okay. State Farm Insurance yeah, Agency. Yeah, probably should at this point. Uh, 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. That's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. James Carlton is my insurance agent. He is the Plowhawks insurance agent. We welcome him to become your insurance agent. Go online and type his name in. In a search engine on Google, and you're going to find 325 five-star reviews for James Carlton. The customer service you'll get from James Carlton and his staff, second to none. And that is why I am such a happy client. I'm so glad I made the switch. And you will be, too. And you go, well, I don't know. They're all insurance. 335 star reviews now. 335 star reviews. Let me see. Here's the latest one, Doug. It was four days ago. We switched to James, our State Farm agent, and he reviewed all our coverages. He thoughtfully and carefully walked us through a few changes that made sense and sense. Oh, you see that? Sense and sense. S-E-N-C-E and then C-E-N-T-S. See that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing this. Is that a homonym? Is that a homophone? Homonym? Homophone. I, I, I want to say how. I want to say homophone. Okay. I, I'll concede. James this is so is professional, a, knowledgeable, yeah. and just plain nice. That's from Jerry four days ago. Okay. Five Thanks, star. Jerry. 335 star reviews. It matters. You want to be with the best? Be with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Design air, heating, and cooling. Email of the day comes your way at 945. Jackson and I deal with the situation down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they're not happy about. Kerry Davis says Matt Rocky and Randy Carricker say it's good that Missouri's at 11 o'clock. He rolls his eyes. Yeah. Uh, but again, he played college football. So he wasn't watching like we are. So right. he know better. Right. What does he know? He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, He's played for Mike Tomlin. Yeah, but that really means nothing. Thank you. Experience is overrated in this case. Thank you. What about the recreational for the players? Huh? I mean, you eat. <laughs> say you got a two thirty game. You probably get breakfast early, and then you you know you can have your recreational after eating maybe a light lunch. But what happens if the game's at eleven? You get there a little late. You have a you know a breakfast at ten o'clock before the game, and all of a sudden it's eleven thirty, and you're in the middle of a game, and now you got to take your recreational. Oh, they have porta potties like set up doesn't on the sidelines. Mm. Doesn't happen when you're in a game like that. Your adrenaline takes over. You don't have to go. What to about the bank. Bobby Hurley running out of an NCAA tournament game because he was about to recreate? If you're if you're sick, that's something different. But if it's just a normal day. But he you had don't the basketball in his left hand and a newspaper. In the other. Yeah, don't bring the newspaper. It's not an emergency if you're carrying a newspaper with you. If you're running, cheeks clenched, we've all been there. You get a pass. But if you stop and meander and pick up a magazine, <laughs> that's not an emergency. Do that at home. Well, if you get a late breakfast, let's just say, let's just say uh, Schrader doesn't eat breakfast till like 10 o'clock. He gets a late, late uh Arrival, he's got to hurry up. Oh, I got some eggs and five strips of bacon and some juice. You eat that, get on the field. Say it's the third snap of the game, it's third and one. Oh, oh, he's trying to hold it in. He gets doesn't happen. He gets tackled right Bill. in the gut and all of a sudden no. he just explodes all through his pants. If you don't have any better control of your bowels than that, you won't make it as a college football player. You know, that's could happen. Two thirty. 
could definitely it does, happen. It doesn't happen. happen. Yeah, I saw an really offensive did. lineman puke all over himself t- this weekend. Yeah, it was like he puked for five seconds, it too. Was gro- yeah. It was so much vomit. It oh. was crazy. Is that, that Utah? That's I think so. Could be an elevation too. thing, I guess. Imagine being a D-end. He was, right. he, was re- he was on the offensive line. He was ready to get right back after it, though. What time of game was it? Uh, it was UCLA-Utah, so was that 2.30? It was a day game. I mean, you get yourself regular. <laughs> Eat some oatmeal or something, flax seed, whatever it takes flax to get seed. yourself regular. Yeah, Doug's bird seed. Cod liver oil. Whatever. Haley's it, MO. It, it just doesn't come up. When you, if you're involved in a sporting event of some magnitude, you don't even think about that. It doesn't even cross your mind. There's a Pepto-Bismol commercial where they're, they're, there's five of them singing and they're doing hand signals for each one. Yeah. If you've got headache, tummy ache, diarrhea, and they oh, put yeah. their hand behind their back and do diarrhea. <laughs> oh. Come on. Yeah. I think I saw that. It was disturbing. <laughs> disturbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm glad I see Levin because I got the induction that night, so I don't have to worry about missing any of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It gets around to you at some point. It has to get around to you. I said, I'm glad it's on 11. I'm sure a lot of people aren't. Uh, You can email in your thoughts the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Design air, heating, and cooling. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. Call in. Uh, We are waiting for Dewey Oxberger's call. Doug, Mm 636-900 for DMA. And, of course, you can text in to the EDF group. Text inbox 314-881-TMA5. That is brought to you by the E. DF Group. Do you want to support the EDF Group as a sponsor of TMA? It's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF Group at fire at theedfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF Group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at theedfgroup.com. The EDF Group is hot and will prevent your facility from having hot fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at theedfgroup.com. Like our wares, the T-shirt I am wearing, the hoodies we've been wearing, they're all available for you at tmastlshop.com. Check out the one I'm wearing if you're watching on YouTube. These and many more new shirts and hoodies available for you. All 10% off when you check out. No promo code needed at tmastlshop.com. Com. And we'll take a commercial break. Close out the 8 o'clock hour, 9 o'clock hour, designing or heating and cooling email of the day, and hot open relationship talk. Oh, brother. Coming your way here on TMA from the Michael Walters.